Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm James. And this is Outsourced. Each week, we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Outsourced with me, Caroline. And me, James. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, starting March in a positive light, which is good. It's a good month because it's got lots of family birthdays, including my own and yours. So 30, a, the big 3-0. Oh, you're telling everyone how old we are. <laughs> that's a dangerous thing. Um, yeah, so We're March, not that old yet that we have to worry about lying about our age, are we? No, I don't think so. But yeah, so March is a is a good month because it's full of birthdays, but it is a super busy month trying to... And expensive month. Trying to fit everything in, see everyone, etc, etc. But no, it's a, it's a good month and I'm starting to see a little bit of spring in the weather. It's Definitely. a bit brighter in the mornings, getting a little bit bit warmer um if it could just stop raining i know this rain all day every day at the moment it's driving me mad um and it's you know everything is a little bit marred with the coronavirus at the moment isn't it so i think that's why we've decided to do a a special um podcast today about it and just and just give people a little bit of an idea on how to go about dealing with it as a self-employed person because there are very different rules for employed and self-employed people so far so I've done a lot of research yeah I think it's a real like obviously it's a, it's on everyone's lips at the moment you can't go on twitter you can't go on the news without reading about it um so we're just adding to that that furnace of information however I do think it has brought up some really interesting talking points certainly with people that work in traditional nine-to-five offices having to explore the idea of working from home. We're talking about a mass shutdown in the UK as well. So again, it's exploring those uh, challenges that will come with that, with people not being in their, their workplaces and having to do things at home, do things remotely. People that aren't used to some of the, the tools and infrastructure of working at home are going to be um, they're going to be exposed to them in the next two, four, five, six, however long this goes on for. So that's, I think it's been quite an interesting um, shift for a lot of people. And, and let's not forget as well that there are so many people who are self-employed who can't work from home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is a large number of people. We're talking about delivery drivers, um, cab drivers, people who work in building industry construction industry where they can't their bread and butter is going into people's houses they can't just sit at home and build stuff it doesn't really work like that um so for them as well there's a definite shift and this podcast is really giving you information on what you can do now even if you don't have symptoms of coronavirus just to make sure that you're prepared for if the worst was to happen and also to give you some tips on how to get the best advice for um for the for, for bad situations i mean obviously we hope that it doesn't happen but if it does happen it's good to just know your rights as a self-employed person because up until me doing this research i didn't really know either so what exactly are we talking about today we're going to start by talking about the the fors and against of the things that are going on right now for self-employed people because it's not all negative we've seen some increases in certain areas so yeah it's not all negative um, and we're going to be talking about that. 
We are also going to be talking about your rights as a self-employed person if you have to self-isolate because you feel ill or because you do actually have the coronavirus. Um, And we're going to be speaking about the amount of money that you can get from the government if you're self-employed, how you can go about doing that. Um, and what some companies are already doing to help their gig workers to get through this period. Yes, I think this is a it's a really interesting topic because um, because obviously gig the gig economy, which is the zero hour contracts, which companies like Uber, Deliveroo, Just Eat, TPD um, as well. DPD I have, didn't actually realise, but yeah. Yeah, they they they've let's say, made the most of the zero-hour contracts over the, the last um, five or so years to their, to their, to their benefit. Um, and they have come with some criticism. I personally think the gig economy is actually a good thing, and maybe that's a, a conversation for another week um, because I, I, there's loads of reasons I think it is a good thing. But that obviously does come with challenges like sick pay, like healthcare, like... Um, just all the perks just that you all get. The, as an employed person or as a freelancer who I think gig it's almost like zero hour contracts have the least rights of all workers I do think I think yeah I think that is the that is universally accepted and I think that is obviously one of the the biggest negatives that that come out of the zero hour contracts um but yeah let's let's talk about how self-isolation how having to remote working or even a sort of a, a nationwide shutdown which i don't know if we will get there or not but i hope not let's let's be prepared for that yeah I, I, the the first thing that i have have done in preparation for this podcast is look at some of the stories of people who are delivery drivers uber drivers basically anyone who isn't able to work at home to do their job um Because the weird thing about things like delivery drivers at the moment is that paradoxically, they, the need for their services has gone up as a result of the coronavirus. Yeah, I think we should just start from the very top that we are not medical experts. Everything we've read and know about the coronavirus, we've 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 sourced on yeah i mean we're not really talking i'm not going i haven't got any detail about what it is i think everyone can get that information elsewhere but this is more about like this is more speaking about self-employed like your rights okay yeah how you you apply it into the workplace yeah like you say that the the, it is a funny it's ironic that delivery drivers and deliveroo or even sort of takeaway drivers has and amazon drivers just delivery in general yeah delivery drivers even we get our groceries delivered every week from tesco and we've seen an increase in demand for that because people are thinking oh, i don't want to go to supermarkets and i don't want to go to restaurants and i don't want to go to uh wherever these sort of public spaces so they are relying on delivery drivers much more we can't get our usual Sunday slot. Right, I know, yeah. Or anything that we want to buy because everyone keeps bulk buying things. But that is a different subject. Um, yes, yeah, so th- this is a really weird time because for people, let's just stick to de- delivery drivers as an example. For these people, they're probably getting the opportunity to do overtime, they're getting to work more hours, they're getting more money because of... The coronavirus so in, in one respect it's good but in another respect if that money goes away in the 
in the way that it could because if they do get ill or they do have to self-isolate then they have got nothing they won't get anything Mm. um so i'm going to talk we're going to talk more in detail about how they can go about making sure that they do have we how we can all go about making sure we've got money covered covering us if we have to self-isolate because it's quite quite a difficult situation to find yourself in yeah obviously we don't get sick pay no one pays us sick pay no and i know the government step in with some statutory sick pay but if you again if you're employed or have a big corporation behind you then if you took a week off work sick you're probably not going to be financially affected by that whereas self-employed and freelancers obviously are because if you don't work you don't get paid in our world and i did just want to talk about one positive um that well, I don't know if you can really say that anything is positive about what's happening happening at the moment, but um, one thing that we have noticed and that the, I guess the industry of freelancers have noticed is that self-employed workers and people who work from home are, are more sought after at the moment because nobody wants people in their offices. Um, a lot of people have, have mentioned online that they're getting more work requests because... They just don't. No one wants people in their offices at the moment. They don't want to employ a say an agency type of setup because they don't want to have to deal with having people to and from the office. They don't want a freelancer coming in. So although there are a lot of negatives, that's just one little positive that we can take out of it. I think that's really interesting because we perhaps take for granted the ability to be able to work from home productively because it's what we do and what we're used to but even yesterday we we went to london and we were on, sitting on the tube and over overhearing a conversation between two young people and they they were being told that they had to work from home for the rest of the week and they they were both saying that they're not looking forward to that they hate it they It'll feel so lonely. boring they're gonna be so boring there's too many distractions so i can see that people that aren't used to it could potentially really struggle for the next couple of weeks to still be their brilliant self but at home yeah and i think that our jobs are very set up for working from home i mean have the setups if you don't have the infrastructure or a friend a friend of ours said that she has is being told to take her laptop home with her every night just in case they get told last minute that they are now having to work from home I think everything is just very up in the air for both employed people and self-employed people the difference being that there are a lot more rights as an employed person and of course that comes with fours and against for both but that's just one of the points that is a negative as far as the coronavirus goes um another thing that i noted and i saw that a lot of people were speaking online is about is how um self-employed salespeople are struggling because a lot of the big conferences are being cancelled and also um people don't want face-to-face meetings i've cancelled a couple of things i was meant to be going to not just because i think i don't want to maximize my risk i don't want to do something if i don't have to do it at the moment um and of course a sales call or a set a sales face-to-face meeting is not something you have to do is it no so people are cancelling and sales people are saying that they're struggling a little bit to to work in an environment where people don't want to meet yeah, but I think they need to see that as a, an opportunity for change. And it's um, 
it, it perhaps is sort of giving us a little bit of insight into if the country could be more remote or if we could be a little bit office less um, in the certainly in the major cities, the London, Manchester's, Birmingham's, etc. Um, oh, and the answer is probably no at the moment because of that reason and people aren't sort of ready. And I, I read something online today that that the broadband networks are going to struggle because again we're going from thousand people in an office block with dedicated internet lines to everyone being at home putting that demand on internet all day every day um, and I guess these are just learnings and things that we need to take forward as a country as a government as everything to go right okay if the idea of a remote workforce in 10 15 20 years time is a realistic thing are we ready for it and I think the answer today is no mm. I would agree. I really don't think we're ready. And I, I don't think we're willing. No. Um, after speaking to a lot of people who do work from offices and who are very happy in that scenario, I don't think that enough people would be willing to work from home. I mean, I think working from home is the ideal scenario. Hmm. But it's yeah, choice, it, it is very individual. Um, so now let's move on to what self-employed people will get if they have to go off sick and there's two strands to this because it's not just if you're off sick it's also if you're asked to self-isolate because a lot of people now are being asked to self-isolate whether or not they've got the virus because if they show symptoms of it it can take up to five days to show itself so even if you have a little bit of a headache or you're showing any of the the typical symptoms temperature coughing um you're asked to stay at home and in that situation people who rely on going out and being out as part of their job are immediately not going to be getting paid so to give you an idea of what self uh, what employed people get it's an average of 118 pound per week statutory pay from the government but I think you've also got to add on top whatever is in their employment contract. Yeah, this is exactly what I was going to add. So most people who um, who are employed will get more than that. So yeah, they'll get I, statutory sick pay plus whatever the, the, their contract Yeah, because I think I had, my last employed job, I had, I think it was around six or seven sick days a year that I could use and take up and, and you I, got paid the same amount and I just got paid as as though I was in the in the office or not and that probably is um that, that there might be I think I, I saw some companies are doing sort of special almost like coronavirus sick days and they're still paying people if they're having to take sick days because of self-isolation and stuff so again this this really makes you think like how us self-employed people and us freelance people it's not a level playing field in in terms of your rights. Oh, absolutely not. Statutory sick pay is, yes, they're doing something and they're trying to help the government, but it's nowhere near the earnings of some people. No, and and we don't get statutory sick pay as freelancers. Okay. So um, something to add as well. If you're employed, the government have changed statutory sick pay. It used to be that it came into force on day four, but because of the escalating situations with the coronavirus, it now comes into force on day one. So as soon as you're off sick, you will get that £118 minimum per day likely to be topped up by your employer. 
Now, for self-employed people, it is a hugely different story. And this has really opened my eyes to the situation for sick pay and for freelancers and self-employed people. At the moment, they have to apply for, we have to apply for universal credit if we're off sick, but it takes five weeks maximum to come through. Um, Now, the work and pensions department have said that that coronavirus cases will be prioritised, but of course it's difficult, don't you think? It's difficult to say it's definitely going to be prioritised. If thousands of people have to be off, they're probably not going to be able to prioritise it. And and what happens when their offices are shut down or remote working? And um, yeah, if, if like you say, if thousands of people are submitting application forms for universal credit, then they won't have the resources to cope with that. Exactly. And their resources might be affected by workforce being off. So not many people can afford to wait five weeks without any form of payment. Well, which... this is this is the, the difficulty. I mean, people are... So many people I've read online are saying, well, I'm going to have to work if I get it because I cannot ha- was, afford to not have any money for five weeks. That's going to be my next weeks. point about these, um, these requests for self-isolation is that if you're if you're reliant on your financial income which most most people are then it's not an option to self isolate so then that sort of escalates the pro- the problem like we say with our dpd drivers or our delivery drivers or our uber drivers if they have the choice if they've got a cough and they or a temperature and they've sort of been advised to self-isolate, but they know that they're not going to get any money for two weeks, then I reckon that's a really difficult decision to then go, well, I've got to work because I'll, I've got to pay bills and I've got to do that. But then you're just adding to the problem and you're still going to work and you're, you're interacting with people because you're coming to people's doors or taking them in your car or whatever it is. That's That's a really good point because I think that as well if you've got a temperature it could be a million different things mm. and in and at that i mean we're now at the point where even the, i think the smallest of symptoms need to be self-isolated and really if people can't access money quicker they are really going to take a second thought about about do, about self-isolating and that's a rubbish situation because we don't want the coronavirus to keep multiplying but if the government aren't able to do anything for people on zero hour contracts it's gonna happen i can't see a way around it because there will always be people who say rightly so if it's their if it's their situation that they can't afford not to work and if they can't afford not to work and the government aren't prepared to give them any money or a statutory sick pay or change the rules even for a bit to give them some sort of Mm. financial um, what's the word I'm looking support. for? Support. Then I, I yeah. don't know how that's going to work. And I think that that is maybe a threat um, within this whole virus because I think that that's a massive area that the government have overlooked. Yeah, I think pre-coronavirus, even when me or you get ill and don't just a common cold or whatever it might be, we do. you do have to sort of think can I afford to have today off? Not necessarily afford financially because you'd like to hope that having one or two days off is, is okay. Um, but more, it's it's more than that because 
because you don't have contracts with people and they are just short-term contracts, then if you take two weeks off or have to pass a project on to someone else or pass a client over to a different beautician or hairdresser or whatever it might be, then there's a good chance that you might have lost that client and you'd like to hope that the person that you pass it over to wouldn't steal it, but it might not be that case. You might, for example, if you are cutting someone's hair and you've got a a bad cold, you might have to say, sorry, I've got to cancel everyone's appointments this week. Then that person still needs to get their hair cut, so they go to a different salon and... And they get a better haircut. They get a better haircut, better price, better experience, whatever it might be, and then you've lost a client. Mm. So even pre-corona, we did always have those thoughts um, about when you are feeling a bit sick or a bit rubbish or, or not 100%, you do sort of think, oh, can I, sh- should I just try and work today to some degree? Yes, you're not going to be as good as you would normally be, but should I just try and do a little bit of work to try and tick it over to kind of mask the fact that I'm not ill or whatever it is? Um, whereas when you're employed, it's much easier just to be like, right, I'm having the week off. I'm no guilt, I can just sit on the sofa for the week and just recover because they're not going to sack me, they're not allowed to sack me and my job will be there next week when when I get back. So it is, it is just uh, highlighting a bigger problem within the self, self-employed world and, and I guess it's not new. It's This has been a problem since day one of zero-hour contracts or even freelance self-employment because... That's just one of the negatives that we have to part with. I think you're exactly right that it's just highlighting these facts. I mean, we all know them to be true, but it's in situations like this where you you see them at the forefront. And you're right, it's a two-pronged thing because it's not just the money. I mean, of course, the money is the main thing, but it's also the fact that you could lose clients. You might, if you're not prepared to work at a certain time you're the person the people that you're mainly working with might just be like oh, you know what there are loads of other people that i can get to do your job i will get someone else mm. and it's it's difficult it's really difficult and in any case even if you are going through the universal credit route which you should if you do have to have time off because it's pretty much the only option bar insurance which i'll get onto in a minute um to get to to recoup some money if you have sick pay um but the maximum that you'll get through universal credit is 250 to 320 pound per month um whereas statutory sick pay is 118 pound per week plus whatever you're getting from your employer so there's a massive difference in it anyway yeah and not to go into everyone's situation but 320 pound a month probably doesn't get that far for a no, lot of people absolutely not um, no and and 320 pounds per month is maximum as like well if you look at the, the 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 renting average in london or the that mortgage averages in in i don't know but i just don't think that i get that they it's a very difficult one for the government because they can't just be handing out money and not getting anything back but that is it's almost not worth it no, for some people exactly and there's there is going to be a whole lot of um faffing that goes with trying to claim universal credit as well because we know what um 
the HMRC is like around the time you're filing your tax return. You can only imagine what it's going to be like with loads of people trying to claim universal credit because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And um, it's probably taken away from people that actually need it as well, which... That's true. Again, well, although you, you would argue that yeah, these people need it as well during yeah. this time. It's just... It's, it's, it's a, a really tricky one. It's a really tricky one. Um, now, there are some... It's worth noting that there are some... Um, companies who are actually doing stuff to help people which is really nice um uber is going to compensate people who have to self-isolate i think uber are doing everything they can possibly yeah. do to, <laughs> to make themselves look a bit better <laughs> better and try and get their licenses back in all yeah. the cities that they've lost their licenses but. yeah so we can appreciate that yeah. um Good and delivery also doing the same thing um, DPD, I wasn't that impressed with what DPD are doing. Um, uh, their model is that they have pretty much half of the delivery drivers are employed and half aren't. And the, the drivers get to make that decision at the beginning of their contract. So what they say is that if you're not employed, um, you just have to take a sick day and get somebody else to do your shift and you you don't get paid is the situation at the moment but they said they're looking into it so that could change it is it is like i can i can see it from their point of view because these gig economies are normally based on volume so like if you are a dpd driver i think you get paid per delivery so that's up to you how much you earn you could do 10 deliveries in a day and earn i don't know 10 pound or you could do 200 deliveries in a day and earn 200 pound so how do you then go to DPD and say, I would like £200, please, because today I would have done 200 deliveries, whereas you, there's a good chance you probably did, you don't. So I don't I don't know how they work that, and I guess that's what they've got to try and work out. Yeah, and if it is, it's the same <coughs> setup with Deliveroo and Uber, yeah, exactly. who have somehow managed to figure it out. Um, so... It can be done, and I'm sure that in the next few days we're going to see more and more companies doing stuff, hopefully. Um, so I've put together a few action points for people who are on zero-hour contracts specifically, but also I think freelancers and self-employed people I think will benefit from we're all on zero-hour contracts. Although you might have contracts with clients, there's never really massive agreements, is there, with people... No. A project is effectively a zero-hour contract because it's just a, it's an agree. I, I don't know. I think yeah, technically we're all. Well, maybe in that case, then this advice is more for people who can't work from home, because I mean, for us, ultimately, if we are told to self-isolate, for, I mean, I self-isolate voluntarily pretty much <laughs> every day. So for us, it doesn't really. It's not going to have any impact. But yeah, I wouldn't mind to be self-isolated for a few weeks. To be fair. You are. You do self-isolate. We don't do anything in the days, do we? Well, just means like you won't be able to do anything in the night either. To oh, that's a few true. Times, don't know, yeah. Make, um, so the action points for people who are self-employed, but do have to go out and about to do their job and can't possibly do it at home. The first one is that you should look into your insurance. Now, I don't know what insurance you've got. Um, we have ours with Dinghy, and we've always been pretty happy with them would you agree i guess so because we've never had to make a claim so all insurance is good until you've got to make a claim that's right? true <laughs> um 
So check and change your insurance accordingly. So if you don't have cover, if you're off sick at the moment, then why not add it just to cover you for the next few weeks? I mean, don't do this if you're if you're ill already. Do it before you get ill just to, you know, just to cover yourself. There's no bad thing about being overprepared. So it's important to just check what insurance you've got. And I would always say, as a self-employed person, you should make sure that you've got more insurance than less. Pay the premium for the better insurance because if you need it, you need it, and you have to be really careful that you've got you've you're covered. Yeah, uh, we've we've got very comprehensive insurance because if one of us can't work, then it becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, the next steps are more about if you do fear that you might have the coronavirus or you're displaying symptoms that might suggest you do uh the first one is immediately self-isolate so i think yes i know that there are a lot of almost scare tactics going around about how you're not going to get money but i think the most important thing you can do in this situation is don't go out don't work even like just in the short term be a home and see if you can come up with a plan b before you like go out and just immediately think that's your only option because Firstly, you can call the company you mainly work for and you can see if they're like Uber or they're like Deliveroo, they might be doing something. You need to make sure that you're in the know about what they're doing. And my fourth point is then apply for universal credits as soon as possible. Um, Let's hope that they are prioritising these situations and that it will be less than five weeks. I would be interested to hear from anybody who is who has gone through this system to find out if five weeks is accurate or not. Do you know if universal credit works in the sense that you can sign up for it and not claim, and then when you need to claim, you can just sort of flick a switch? So I is don't it know. worth setting it up, going filling out all the forms, etc., even if you're not sick, and then making the claims... If, if, if you need to I don't know if that's how it works or not it might be worth looking into if that is your situation part of me thinks that you would only be able to fill it out if you needed to claim for it right now but I could be wrong so I think something I would add to that list as well is to maybe be a little bit more financially smart um, at the moment and again let's let's turn this negative into a positive and use this as a opportunity to 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 save a bit more money to um, price things in a way that means that you could have a week or two off if you need to and use it as a like a catalyst almost to improve some of your operations as well because there are like we've said there are industries that can't have can't self-isolate builders painter decorators hairdressers these you have to in order to do your job you have to be in contact with people so i think use this as an opportunity to whilst whilst we're at sort of uh, i don't know what what level we're at in terms of sort of panic stations at the moment but we're not on a, a, a national lockdown we're not in the sort of the final panic stages so Use the next, however long that is, couple of weeks, month, or what, just to try and really be savvy with your money, try and save a little bit in case you do have to have a couple of weeks off. And then if you don't, then still stay disciplined as well. Um, and maybe look at some of your business expenses, look at some of your 
pricing models, etc., to to be more profitable and therefore be able to save more and put more away for a rainy day as such. Um, so I think a little bit of financial education and a bit of financial almost like self auditing at this point might be a good idea. You might you might be quite comfortable with what you're earning and what you're spending, etc. But this could be a good opportunity to go, right, okay, if I needed to save an extra two, three hundred, four hundred pound a month, whatever that might be, how could I do that? And then ask yourself that question, whether you need to put your rates up, whether you need to try and get more work, whether you need to reduce some of your costs, it might be a good opportunity to be a little bit more financially smart um, to then protect yourself moving forward and beyond the coronavirus as well, because let's think, let's, let's, let's assume in six months time, this will all be gone, it will be under the water, but some of these problems will still exist. You still will get ill, you still will need to take time off um so if you're if let's use this as an opportunity to make your operations a bit more streamlined and a bit tighter and ultimately earn some more money i really like that and i think that's quite a positive note to end on because um at the very least you would enjoy a bit of extra money at the end of whenever this blows over if you have managed to save some money for a rainy day and you can do something with it, maybe. Yeah. You, you're, you'd probably be like, keep saving. And I'm like, yeah, you can spend it on a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a bit of a shorter episode today, but we really wanted to do this because I just think that there is a lot of confusion around all of this. Um, and I was quite keen, we were quite keen to just get something out there and make sure that it's clear for everyone. Yeah, and just coming back to that, being financially smart as well. Um, I'm, I'm not an economist and I'm not an expert in that area, but the markets have suffered. The markets have crashed a little bit. They've recovered today though, okay, a little that's, bit. That's Starting good. to recover, which is good. But again, let's be mindful that there's things that are, out, that are out of our control that can affect us in a work environment. Um, so s- sort of... It's a little bit putting um, putting some cash under the mattress type mindset and, and not trusting in the banks, not trusting in investments, etc. But just be a little bit selfish almost with some of your money and um, make sure that you're okay and your family is okay and whatever your motivations are. Make sure everything is set up in a good spot and use this as an opportunity to reevaluate a lot of that and perhaps if you are overspending or or undercharging then this is a good time to 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 review all of that yeah definitely um so do you want to do our quick fire round now <laughs> yep have you come as unprepared as ever yep cool um have you bought anything this week um i it's a no <laughs> never buy anything no, i feel like you're always getting amazon parcels but obviously nothing makes no, the cut just sort of boring household things like i say it's birthday month so i can't can't spend any money on james's myself. birthday list is pretty extensive yeah. uh, my one for this week is a chili's water bottle i have 
moved away from plastic water bottles because I keep hearing horror stories about plastic water bottles and how plastic reusable reusable yeah Yeah. and how they're not very good for you and they contain loads of um, chemicals and the chemicals get into the water and I thought okay no so I've gone for a Chili's bottle and I really really like it Um, so yeah that's my buy recommendation how about watch I've watched something without you this week that I'm going to recommend. Oh dear, have you? I've watched, um, who can I recommend? There's a lot of, so they're quite personal though, these things, because one of my sort of hobbies is photography and videography and I watch a lot of YouTube videos around that and there's a lot of great channels around that and I could recommend them, the likes of Becky and Chris, Peter McKinnon and these type of people, but... If you're not really into that world, you probably don't care. You might be, though. But if you are, then check them guys out. Yeah. They're good. Um, Mine is This Is Us on Amazon Prime. Oh, it's really good. Um, People keep going on about it, so I jumped on the bandwagon naturally, and I really, really like it. It's four seasons deep now, I think. I think this is going to be the last season, so I've got quite a lot of catching up to do. But it's really nice to just have a series like that i haven't found something like that in a long time so yeah i'd recommend we did finish the morning show this week though which was oh very good very very good and i would thoroughly recommend that to anyone that watches it it's we i know we've spoken about it previously when we were mid-season but we came to an end and it's very it's great satisfying very satisfying ending yeah so it's um i would definitely i'll definitely recommend that any podcasts uh, mine's actually a read this week. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, again, with the information overload on the coronavirus, and I almost felt like my Twitter feed was just too much corona, and I couldn't. I, I too much. I didn't almost. I I didn't want to read about that. So, I've looked again at Medium dot com, which is sort of self user aggregated content. Um, around multiple topics they give you it is a paid service but they give you a couple of articles free I'm not sure what it is a week a day a month um, but there's some good content on there because it's not it's not just journalists or or columnists from the big newspaper um, vendors or the media houses it's the UMEs it's the it's just anyone can can post on there can write on there so I think there's quite a diverse range of content which is good um and if you are looking to avoid news then maybe you could just spend a little bit of time reading up on a a topic that is positive or happy or um not the coronavirus good um mine is a book Uh, i've just started handmaid's tale 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 tal tale tale I'm not very good with this. This is a Kent versus Essex accent thing. I say things like Sal. Which makes no sense. <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. Anyway, so I struggled to say that word. <laughs> um, I have just started reading it. I'm, you know, I'm getting through it and it is brilliant. I mean, I'm, this is not new information. It's a huge, huge, huge book. Um, but if you are looking for something, I would really recommend that. Cool. And the last thing is self-care. Yeah, I think, um, again, I haven't really done anything new, but I've taken on a bit 
different work this week which is new to me and it's on a different level to what I've I've, I've necessarily done before um, which gave me a little bit of self-doubt at times although I was excited and, and confident in my own ability there was times where I thought oh I don't really know what I'm up to or doing or, or so I've had to um, sort of remind myself of some of the tips that we gave ourselves last week about about self-doubt and lack of confidence um, and there are only sort of minor blips here and there when you sort of not overwhelmed but you think oh do I actually know what it's a little bit of imposter syndrome as well at times um, but you need that when you step out of your comfort zone you have to step out of your comfort zone otherwise you'll never improve yeah, exactly um, mine is to stop reading the news <laughs> I've become a little bit obsessed with reading about the coronavirus and it's really difficult as a journalist to not be very immersed in it sometimes i have to write stuff about it um it just doesn't sit well with me because i'm somebody who if something bad happens say there's a oh, this is my journalistic brain i think but say there's a plane crash i will read everything there is to know about this i will go on to numerous different websites i'll read how the independent has covered it versus the evening standard i will go on bbc i'll look at the daily mail i will literally immerse myself in it but with this it's ongoing and it has got a bit much so my tip for for people who are feeling you know, a little bit overwhelmed by it, just stop reading the news. You don't have to read the news all the time or limit yourself to once per day or once every couple of days. Um, yeah, doing that has really helped me because I was getting a bit a bit too much. <laughs> it's very easy to do because it is everywhere and it's it's uh, it's been rammed, rammed down our throats by every every news outlet possible. And now we've just rammed it down everyone's throats as well with a podcast about it. We have. <laughs> um okay well that's us done for today i hope that you've found this helpful um i hope so because i've struggled really struggled to find proper information about this online so i'm hoping that it will help some people yeah yeah like you said it's an it's an evolving topic even scientists economists are all learning things every day so it is changing um so the information isn't necessarily out there at the moment so keep yourself smart keep yourself healthy Keep washing those hands. It's a happy birthday. Don't sneeze on other people, and uh, let's 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 uh, let's uh, get rid of this coronavirus <laughs> out of the UK and the whole world. Did you just have happy birthday replaying in your head yeah. there when you were trying to think of something to say? Um, okay, and we will see you next week. Yeah, bye. Thanks, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. 